This is Monocle on Design Extra. It's a short show to accompany our weekly programme where we discuss everything from architecture and craft to furniture and fashion. I'm Maylie Evans. We head to Refugio today, a new community space in Copenhagen. Based in the Usborough neighbourhood, this hub offers a home to independent interior, product and industrial designers, and a few architects too. Monocle's design editor Nick Minis caught up with the co-founder of Refugio, Casper Simonson, from the furniture brand Reframed, as well as tenant Cassandra Bradfield. Let's join them as they discuss the importance of supportive neighbours and why a creative co-working space can be beneficial. I mean, we're sitting in the garden here, but Cassandra, you're one of the first tenants. What benefits have been brought to your practice by being in a space like this? Having room and space, especially for samples, and to combine those material libraries, combined expertise, combined knowledge, get groups together when you're needing a little bit extra hands on a project, especially for a collection of smaller companies. All of that is amazing. Co-working spaces exist, communal offices exist. What makes what you're doing here different to, I guess, an offering elsewhere? You can say this is quite an inclusive Uh, place Uh, yet it is a place that is meant for the creative community so we've had people in finance and other kinds of industries ask if they could be a part of it and we try to nurture our culture a little bit and make sure that we curate the members to be from similar fields as we are and also we try to get them to be from all over the world we have architects interior designers product designers independent brands graphic designer and um, you know we're looking for something that could be a photographer or something else that leans up towards the industries that we are in which means that everyone can relate to each other's work and have networks and introductions that can be beneficial I guess it's about developing a, a complementary space to practice. Are you seeing that, Cassie, in your work? Are you collaborating with other people? Are you, are you passing along recommendations? The physicality of this space is a huge thing to be able to have actual prototypes here and be able to show in that sense. But if you have a production conundrum, for example, there's just a bigger shared knowledge with people working also with slightly different styles, different ways of thinking around industrial design and of course sharing supplier contacts who you've had a good experience with how to come around issues whether it's Mm. more boring packing logistical things or you know the sexier design details and all of that i mean is this something that's maybe missing if you were just to go and set up your office in in a regular space everybody here is independent So we all have really big highs and really big lows. And those lows can be very lonely if you don't have someone around you can spar with. So when you're an independent designer, uh, independent brand, uh, people here, they're trying to do something different. And it's really powerful to be able to share those lows and those highs. And if you get an order, if something big happens, they get a drink or celebrate it or someone gives you a high five. Those things in the day-to-day is super powerful. That really just comes with you know, a space that's shared. And there's so much that comes with having a space. What's your hope? What's your ambition for the space? Maybe perhaps for your own brands personally and then, I guess, for it more broadly? For my own brand, I think it will be kept quite small. But in here, you kind of have the opportunity and the benefits of maybe working at a little bit of a larger studio. That's one thing. I mean, there's, of course, a certain capacity of the space. But just to keep the dynamics going, I always joke to 
Casper because he is this big ray of sunshine and maybe a true extrovert. Um, that it's so nice that we have this kind of balance of people to cut through, you know, sleepy designers who are very turned in. If we can manage to keep that chemistry with whoever comes and goes would be a success. For Reframed, uh, the goal is to outgrow the space. We want to keep the energy in Refugio. We want what's happening right now when Reframed is relatively small to stay. And the minute we become more successful, which is obviously our dream, we fear that it will ruin the dynamics of such a space. I would love to be a part of Refugio forever and just see what it will grow into becoming. But I also see a future where Reframe is not a member here or a tenant here. What's the alternative for you, Cassie? If you, if you weren't here, where else are you working from? I think I would set up something. I, I looked at studios that were individual and, of course, that would work. After being here, if I were to move on, I think that community aspect is integral. Just to have those hellos and shared combinations of knowledge But working around people who do physical design of all sorts is probably baseline criteria. The curation of the space, which we touched on earlier, how are you picking the talent? Is it meant to be complementary or are you making sure there's somebody represented from each of the design industries? How how can I join? We're actually not that selective. We are trying to make sure it's not just 10 different product designers. And it's all about energy and referrals. We don't have any contracts with anybody. It's all based on handshakes and saying, please give us a month notice if you choose to leave. And I kind of want to keep it that way. So it's about like, who do we trust and who do we have around us? Who do you want to share our day-to-day with? Luckily, the people we've got in right now have been great. Some have emailed, texted us on Instagram. Some have emailed us. Some are referred to by others. At Reframe, we try to work with people that we are inspired to work with, not the opposite. And it's the same in a studio like this. And when we have the opportunity to choose, we kind of do right now. The beauty of this project is it kind of happened on its own. It was a group of friends that needed a place to work from because they had the same frustrations. It could have been this place or it could have been a million other places. You know, one thing led to the next and suddenly we have a name and a bit of an identity. And the creative community, especially in furniture design and architecture and so on, is super well connected and everyone at least in Copenhagen, seems to be looking out for each other very, very well. It's about who you surround yourself with. Casper Simonson, and before that, Cassandra Bradfield. They were in conversation with Monocle's design editor, Nick Manise. That's all for this week. If you're eager for more design stories, then listen to Tuesday's edition of Monocle on Design. Or if you prefer print, then pick up a copy of Monocle magazine on all good newsstands now. Today's episode was produced by me, Maylie Evans. Thank you for listening. Listener.